Good day. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, this is a impromptu-ish recording. Uh, we have a special guest today. Uh, before we get into that, um, we just have to cover all of the breaking news today. Uh, as of today, uh, today is a May the 30th, uh, Monday. It's a huge week for Ontario. We've got the Ontario Provincial Election uh, coming up Thursday. Uh, we will see how that shakes out. Uh, Lord willing, we can have a couple uh, freedom-minded people uh, take th- seats, and uh, we can have voice of reason and and hold truth to power when it's needed. Uh, that's the best we can hope for, I think. Uh, obviously, I don't expect a crazy upset, and that's just being pragmatic. But Lord willing, we can have a couple decent people in in a place we desperately need them. Um, so we'll probably do a post-mortem of that, uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll break down the lay of the land, where the chips fell, and, uh, who's probably going to be looking for a new job. Uh, I'm looking at you, Stephen DeLuca. Um, Horvath, too, actually. I hope you both just unemployed. Um, enough of that, though. Uh, Ontario Election Thursday. Get out and vote. Uh, if you're in a liberal riding, vote pragmatically uh, best i can say if you're if you're in a solid liberal riding pragmatic vote and there's no shame in it or vote your conscience uh really no shame in it, in any of it uh the only shame is if you're voting liberal ndp or uh yeah um if you're in a conservative riding you have the joy and blessing to vote your conscience uh like myself i don't have to choose pragmatism versus uh conscience i can happily vote my conscience in my writing uh and if i get my way my conscience wins and and my writing is better for it uh and if i don't get my way well it sucks but i i will it less of two evils i'm not going to be in a liberal writing uh so it's not a lot of solace but it's it's something um but no trudeau uh big news nationally well Big news, sorta. Uh, the Conservative Party of Canada voted or tabled a, a motion today to lift vaccine travel mandates and, and go back to pre-COVID. Uh, the Socialist Unity Project, the uh, Liberals and NDP, voted to shut that down. Uh, they are going to keep it indefinitely uh, with no sign of letting up. Though the tides are turning and knowing Trudeau uh, and his ego he will not accept a vote to shut it down. Um, But traditionally speaking, Trudeau is actually like a clock almost. Um, He will push it down in in a vote and then give it a week or two and he may table it and just be like, oh, we've decided. Uh, The science has changed today and we're going to have it drop. Um, Much like you saw the uh, emergency powers, uh, all of this stuff, he's... He will not take a public L. Um, so look for that. Uh, I'd say it's it's about a 50-50 shot that he chooses to quietly drop it after. But uh, we'll see. The pressure is mounting. They're, they've got foreign international bodies now criticizing them. We're really one of the only countries doing this at this point. And it's killing our travel and tourism industry. Um, so it's not something that's going to go unnoticed for too long. Uh, it, it, something's going to have to change. Also, Trudeau 
they just announced that they will be tabling a motion to cap and and basically freeze restricted firearms purchases. Uh, I haven't seen the legislation yet. Um, I don't know if it's strictly handguns or all restricted. Um, knowing him, it'll probably be all restricted. Even that, handguns themselves, it's too far. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's standing on the graves of the, the tragic victims in Texas. But unfortunately, American politics are not Canadian politics. And moreover, American culture is not Canadian culture. We do not have a culture of school shootings. There have been three school shootings in my lifetime, and don't quote my sources on that, but they're exceedingly rare. Uh, I, I, the ones that have happened have been tragic, and they're at the hands of sick, dangerous people. Um, but we do not have a gun culture problem like the states do. And if you're from the states and you're listening, listen, I love my guns, but y'all have a bit of a culture problem. And that's a conversation. It doesn't mean take away your guns, but it, it does mean that people have to have a deep look into how they the culture of guns is handled there. Um, again, I'm not taking, I'm not advocating to take away anyone's rights. Uh, Pro-gun. But that's a whole conversation. We, we, could, we could do a whole episode just on that issue. But here in Canada, Trudeau is posing a freeze. And who am I kidding? Uh, if he says it, it'll happen because they've got their socialist coalition. Uh, Jagmeet will support it. Uh, NDP will absolutely support a gun grab. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, based on what's been said so far, they will freeze all new purchases of handguns uh, transfers, inheritance, all of it. Basically saying, if you have a handgun today, legally, you get to keep it. When you die, it is done. It is gone. You can't transfer it. You can't sell it. You can't do anything. You are the only person allowed to touch it. Uh, I think they're a little too ambitious on this. Um, sport shooting in Canada is not small. It, it's a, It's a fairly popular sport um and to effectively make illegal all new sport shooters uh in the category of pistols um it's it's a very big overreach uh and also noted it's you're imposing more laws and and outlawing handguns to legal gun owners uh and there i think he mentioned he's going to make it more illegal to tr transport guns across the border. Something that's already illegal. Something that the law is already not doing. Like, it's not stopping anything. Anyway, that is what happened today. It's been a busy day in politics, and I've tried my best to kind of just tune it all out. Uh, but I'll, nonetheless, I think we're probably going to have to get into it sooner or later. So, we might have to record this weekend. But I have a bit of an upbeat. We've got a special guest today. Uh, I am going to queue up the interview we just had with Derek Sloan, um, the leader of the Ontario Party. Full disclosure, uh, we reached out to all of the independent parties. Um, didn't care to even shoot my shot to try and talk to Doug Ford. Don't really have a lot I'd like to say to him. Uh, we did get in touch with New Blue. Uh, there was some scheduling issues. There's no animosity there uh it's a busy season so 
we tried to get in touch with them. We, we got in touch with them. Uh, we tried to schedule things, but given my kid's schedule, their kid's schedule, life happens. Uh, so again, if you haven't familiarized with yourself with the new blue party, by all means, seek that out, uh, and weigh your options. Cause truthfully, we have options. Uh, but nonetheless, we, we have Derek Sloan and, uh, our brief chat on some of the issues. Uh, and without further ado, I'm going to just queue up the zoom and we'll take it from there. Oh. Awesome. Well, it's it's good to have another week down, and we're one bit closer to the provincial elections, which is Thursday now. Uh, I'm That's really ex- I'm really excited to introduce our our newest guest. Is uh, we've got Derek Sloan from the Ontario Party. Uh, we've been trying to set this up for a few weeks, but uh, scheduling, as one would imagine, being the leader of a provincial party, it's been pretty hectic. Uh, I'm really glad to have you, Derek, and finally sit down and get this done. Yeah, um, glad to be here. Thanks a lot for having thanks for, me. Thanks for joining us. So right off the hop, I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch, so uh, we won't waste time. Uh, let's just start off with your uh, elevator pitch. For a lot of people listening uh, are probably going to be fairly familiar, but uh, on the odd event, they're not familiar enough. Uh, let's just hear what you bring to the table. Sure. So my name is Derek Sloan. I'm the leader of the Ontario Party. We are a party that was formed in 2018. We have 105 candidates running all across the province. I'm a former member of parliament. Uh, I ran for leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. I was kicked out of the party for being too vocal and truthful on issues relating to uh, COVID-19 and uh, and also uh, other sort of hot button issues that the party just didn't want to be, you know, didn't want to have, didn't want to discuss. Um, our party is fighting for freedom here in Ontario. We are fighting for the right uh, for parents to educate their children, not uh, not the state. We're fighting for medical freedom, medical privacy. We're fighting uh, against uh, government surveillance and overreach, including things like the digital ID. We're fighting to make sure that Ontario has a strong economy with affordable energy costs. Our party has very deep freedom bona fides. Nearly every one of our candidates has paid a price in one way or another. Uh, in terms of fighting for freedom. I've received uh, several tickets and court summons for attending church services and other events that were uh, going against the the, uh, the the Ontario government's uh, COVID policies. Many of our other uh, candidates have also had to pay a price in one way or another as well. Um, you know, the other, the, no matter who's in government here in Ontario, uh, things continue to deteriorate. Our debt levels keep increasing. The cost of living keeps increasing. Uh, education outcomes are worse. The healthcare system is worse. And for people who want to change and want a difference, we can't count on the mainstream parties to fix the problems that they created. We need something new. We need a party that's willing to fight for people, willing to fight for um, uh, bringing accountability back. That's what the Ontario Party is. And that's what we're going to do. God help us. Absolutely. Um, now, you mentioned you were you were removed from the PC party. Um, yes. And I want, so I want just, to... Uh, for, 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 for extreme clarity, I was removed from the Conservative Party of Canada, which is, uh, is not the PC party. Uh, the PC party is the Ontario party. Uh, the Ontario Conservative Party is called the Progressive Conservative Party. So I know everybody says PC party, but I just wanted to make yeah. that clear. 
uh, for people who are watching. Yeah. Now, now mechanically, they have tended to operate similarly. Um, and I'm trying to get at the idea of vote whipping. Um, both the Conservative Party of Canada and the Progressive Party of Ontario um, both aggressively whip votes. Um, and we've seen that under Doug Ford as well, where you've had uh, Roman Baber, you've had Belinda Carliokas was removed um, for simply voting their conscience, voting their constituencies. Um, now, I, I bring this back to you in the sense that you are unashamedly pro-life, um, and that's been a very taboo topic, even in the conservative parties um, in Canada. And from a pro-life perspective myself, uh, I think Canada's stance is pretty abhorrent because we really don't have any regulation at all. So how do you see that? Like, I, I appreciate that you're, you're unapologetic when it comes to it. Um, but how do you see that folding out? Well, listen, so our party does have free votes and we will not be whipping votes uh, in our party. It is true that, you know, in the mainstream parties, if you don't toe the party line, you get kicked out. And that's the same whether you're a conservative or a liberal or, a, or an NDP, you have very little latitude. You might be able to give your opinion behind the scenes, but when it comes to a, a, an issue that you really believe in and maybe your constituents believe in, you have to toe the party line or you will be in trouble. Um, you know, that's a problem. And, and I think especially for, you know, some of these issues that have become controversial, we need uh, people who are willing to stand on, you know, conscience and stand on, um, you know, what they think is right, what their constituents believe in, they need to have the freedom to do that. And uh, our party will will provide that option for its candidates. Now, looking at uh, how things have happened lately, and, and you've seen a fractioning, I, I think, on the, the socially conservative right. Um, and to each their own, I think every socially conservative or, or fraction party thereof deserves a certain amount of respect from the, from the get-go. Uh, it's not easy to kind of fight the, the fight and, and get up against it as a, a newcomer. Um, so how do you see the Ontario party fitting in with the fractions and then larger going forward, working with, say, the, the more right-leaning, the more social conservatives that are still within the progressive conservative party? Sure. So we're willing to work with anybody who shares the same values that we do, who believes in freedom, uh, who wants to defend faith and family as well. Um, and we're willing to do that. We've we've attempted to reach out to various parties and uh, we we haven't been we've been successful on some grounds and been unsuccessful on others. And we have a little section on our website for anybody who's interested in seeing more about about what what happened during our attempts to reach out and unify uh, there's a little tab called Unity on our website at OntarioParty.ca. But the fact is, is that we, our arms will be open to anybody who wants to work uh, on, uh, you know, issues that are pro-freedom, pro-faith, and pro-family. Uh, absolutely. We, uh, we are not the only people who hold those values, and we're happy to work with others that share those values as well. And obviously, I think I think we can both understand that there's really not going to be a lot of compromise on the table, say from a Ford government. Um, so it's it's not necessarily pertinent to that. But as we see the federal conservative leadership election going forward, um, in the event there was again, we're talking Ontario, which isn't on the table. But in the event there there's a, a large shift, like we hope to see um, federally, would you be willing to work? I guess, would it be a coalition or could you see 
ever happening where there isn't a need for the fracture and we could get back to big tent or are we just too far gone? Well, I, I don't believe the conservative party of Canada or the progressive conservative parties uh, uh, as they stand from a structural standpoint. Um, I don't, I don't believe personally that we'll be able to reform those institutions. Now there may be, uh, there are many good people in those parties, uh, many, you know, card carrying members who are, who are great people, many, you know, members of parliament who are great people. Um, so in the future, it's possible, maybe there might be some kind of merger or joinder of movements, much like, uh, you know, the Canadian Alliance uh, merged with the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada, as it was called then. And uh, we, we had uh, out of that, the Conservative Party of Canada, which under the leadership of Stephen Harper uh, had, uh, several successive governments here in this country. So yeah, there's always there's always room for um, you know rejuvenating movements and growing new movements. But I personally believe that it's the time now to to grow new movements from outside. And you know there may be time a time for for joinder in the future. But the mainstream parties are corrupt. And even though there may be some good people in these parties, uh, they're prevented from doing what they need to do to stand up for Canada and to stand up for Ontario. Yeah, I, I, that's all valid. I, I can absolutely see the, the case to be made. Um, moving gears a little bit, we're, we're in Ontario, housing has gone absolutely off the rails. How would you guys tackle that and, and, and rent as well? Because I, I, nobody's put forward a, a plan that's come into place yet that, that's even touched on it. Yeah. So we, ha- we have the most robust policy when it comes to dealing with the housing crisis of, of any party, federally or provincially. Um, the keys to dealing with the housing crisis involve both things at the federal and the provincial level. And so obviously we can only deal with things at the provincial level. But one thing we can do is we can ban foreign purchasing of real estate and farmland. This is something I've been talking about uh, as long as I've been in politics. I was talking about this when I was running for leadership of the Conservative Party. Um, we do have a lot of foreign investment in Canada. And if people are not living and working here in Canada, they shouldn't be buying houses and, you know, uh, or multiple units uh, uh, at times. So we want to ban foreign foreign purchasing of real estate and farmland. We want to uh, have stricter money laundering rules. Billions of dollars are laundered into our real estate markets every year. We've known this for many decades. There's been, you know, the RCMP had a report on this about 30 years ago. So this we want to deal with. We also want to make um, you know, uh, uh, supply easier from a red tape perspective. There, there is an issue with red tape and zoning. Uh, we absolutely have to deal with that. It increases the cost of housing uh, as well. The third, uh, the fourth and final thing, which few people talk about is immigration. Immigration uh, at the levels we're seeing now under Justin Trudeau are again, straining our housing supply, straining our healthcare system. We want to have the same right as Quebec to have control over the immigration quantity that's coming into Ontario. So with those four things, I believe those are the keys to dealing with the housing crisis. The other key that we don't have control over is monetary policy. And thankfully, the central banks are beginning to raise rates, which will, I believe, take a lot of air out of the speculative side of the housing market. There's a lot of people right now Yes, there's a lot of people who want to own just one home and their first home, but there's many other people who have four or five or more 
properties that they own. And when rates go up, you're going to see those properties hitting the market. And that's going to be better for everybody, particularly those who want to buy their first home. Awesome. And actually on the topic of a little conflict with, with Trudeau, uh, under a Derek Sloan Ontario party uh, leadership, how would you push back effectively or, or have it out really in regards to, to provincial rights and, and the overreach that Trudeau seems to try and push? Well, when it comes to charter violations, we would take them to court every single time. We have the right to do that as a province. Um, when it comes to them, uh, you know, impinging on our provincial autonomy, again, we will fight that out in court. When it comes to a lot of the programs that they're always trying to peddle on the provinces that are within the provincial, you know, authority, they're always trying to do tax, they're always trying to transfer money to provinces. We want to have tax points, meaning the space to tax ourselves to pay for things that are under our jurisdiction. We don't want the government collecting the money and then telling us how to use it. So uh, we want to be able to have the authority and the room to tax and to, uh, and to spend on things that are under provincial jurisdiction, education, healthcare, things like this. Awesome. Um, you've covered pretty much all of the points I've, I've pretty much laid out. I had the uh, set set. Um, is there anything you think we missed that uh, you'd kind of like to just drive home? Well, sure. You know what? I just, I just wanted to point out that, you know, our party is, is very big on fighting against uh, overreach of the government. So we have, for example, a digital ID that's being uh, uh, planned by Doug Ford to uh, uh, here in, in, in Ontario. And we've been fighting strongly against that. We think a digital ID is the first step towards a social credit system, much like they have in China. And we're fighting against that. And we're fighting against uh, any kind of digital currency that's put forward by the Bank of Canada. So that's not Bitcoin or something like that. But there's been talk of digital currencies. And when you pair them with digital IDs, you can have a system like you have in China, where if you step out of line, you're just, they turn the light switch off and you are completely, uh, uh, you know, locked out of society. Right. I, and I, I agree completely on that. I think we're at a fork in the road where we're either going to see a scary amount of centralized power, or we, we turn to the right a bit and get a little more decentralized. Um, so yeah, that's, that's very poignant on, on everything that really is happening. Um, you've seen that floated. I think Trudeau has floated for tr travel. I think as of right now, he's he's for an express pass. Uh, they're doing a, a facial ID. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a slippery slope. And if we don't kind of pick that line soon, uh, we'll be too far down to really defend it. Agreed. Um, awesome. Well, thanks. I know your time's a little short today, but uh, thank you for having us. And uh, best of luck Thursday. Yep. Thank you so much. Really glad to be we, on. Uh, we will have... We'll have your info in the show notes today. Uh, so if you want to find out more for yourself, uh, we'll direct you to the Ontario Party website. Great. Thanks so much. And uh, God bless you and God bless Ontario and, and, and the same to all your listeners. And to you. All right. And uh, with that, we are going to wrap up this recording. A uh, little impromptu. I've got stuff to get going. Uh, and I've also got to edit this and uh, spit it out for first thing in the morning. So I hope that answered some questions. I know for me, it was uh, my biggest concern is how we get back into the big tent or practically uh, find a way to coalesce. Uh, so 
hopefully that answered some questions in regards to Derek's position and the ability to kind of run a coalition force. Uh, I think going forward, all parties really need to adapt that. I don't think anyone has a shot in being effective if they can't work with like-minded people. Uh, there's When you start to fracture the right of center, which is 100% the right side to be, uh, so if you're voting New Blue, if you're voting uh, Freedom Party, if you're voting Ontario Party, um, by all means, I, nobody should feel shamed. You you vote your conscience. But there has to be room to work together. And I, I think that will be the biggest lesson. Um, and any party that can't learn that lesson quick is going to actually end up being more of a, a problem than a solution. So we will see. Uh, we wish Derek all the best. And uh, we will see how Thursday shakes out. Uh, like I said at the start, our, our I think everyone's goal would be to capture seats with people of like mind. Um, we just need adults in the room, and uh, we need a seat at the table. So with that, uh, we will probably touch base Monday. I will uh, do a post-mortem of the election and see where things are at. All right, until next week, guys, I hope you have a stress-free election day and uh i hope you have a great weekend uh it looks like it's gonna be a gorgeous week around here so take care everyone